Launch on Fire Podcast, episode number 78. بودكاست Launch on Fire اول بودكاست متخصص ومهتم في عالم رياده الاعمال والمشاريع الصغيره والمتوسطه في الشرق الاوسط يقدم لكم محدثكم خالد الزنكي. هدفنا في هالبودكاست مساعدة كل من يدخل عالم ريادة الأعمال والبزنس علشان ينجح. في البداية خلونا نشكر الشركات الراعية لبودكاست لونش اون فاير، الراعي الذهبي، طلبات دوت كوم، مجموعة ايسس، المستقبل، اسنان تاور، وشوكلت نسك، ونشكر الجهات الإعلامية الراعية بعد سينسكيب ومجلة خليجسك. Okay, let's get started with today's episode of the Launch of Air Podcast. I'm so excited today to introduce my guest, Douglas Silliman, United States of America Ambassador in Kuwait. Hello, Welcome good to the morning. show. Good morning. I'm, I'm excited to be here. I'm so happy to be sitting in your office, looking out at the Gulf. This must be a beautiful place to come to work every morning. Oh, yeah. Are you ready for the launch? <laughs> I am ready for the launch. Awesome. Um, ambassador Silliman was nominated by President Barack Obama as Ambassador of the United States of America to States of Kuwait. Ambassador Silliman arrived in Kuwait City in August 2014. I have given our listeners just a quick overview about you, Ambassador. Could you please take a minute or so to tell us about yourself so our listeners get to know you and give us an overview about United States role in encouraging and supporting entrepreneurship in Kuwait? I'd be happy to do that, Khaled. Um, myself, I'm a career diplomat. I've spent about uh, 30 years in the American Foreign Service and have worked mostly in the Middle East, um, in Iraq, in Turkey, in Pakistan, in Jordan, in Tunis. Um, more personally, I was born in California. I was raised in Texas and now live in various parts of the East Coast, mostly around Washington, D.C. So I consider myself uh, tri-coastal, the Pacific, the Gulf of Mexico, and the Atlantic Coast. So mm-hmm. I have uh, a lot of of experience around the edges of the United States, but not so much in the middle. Now, for the United States, entrepreneurship is important. Obviously, I'm here to explain why the Department of State and the U.S. government would like to promote entrepreneurship overseas, but we have to really go back and look at the history of the United States. The economy of the United States is based on small businesses. Uh, Most job creation is done by small businesses, and we have, over the years, uh, created a culture of innovation. I mean, starting more than 100 years ago, that has encouraged people to take their ideas and turn them into a business, turn them into an NGO, turn them into something that will make it possible for them to implement their ideas themselves, draw other people in and expand that and touch more people. And I think that this is what has driven the American economy for the past 200 years. And that is why we believe, and particularly President Obama believes, that explaining to as many people in the rest of the world as possible and helping to provide opportunities and ideas surrounding entrepreneurship and small business creation is one of the best ways to overcome, especially in impoverished countries, poverty, um, discrimination against minorities, discrimination against women, or lack of participation of uh, minority groups or women uh, or certain parts of the society in the economy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our idea is if you don't have a job, then you simply create one. You take an idea, you make a business, and uh, and you create something new and different, and you can work on that. And if you succeed, you expand. If you don't succeed, you take that as a lesson and you try again. And using the, the lessons that you learn from your uh, from your first attempt, make your second attempt better. Awesome. I want to ask you one billion dollar question. Okay. SMEs and entrepreneurship in the United States, it's almost 30 million SMEs account for nearly two thirds of the United States. 
private uh, sector jobs in the recent decades. What is the secret behind such amazing success? Is it the government regulation support or the system? The answer is there are many secrets to the success and all of the things you mentioned and more are the reasons. Mm -hmm. um, First of all, we believe that governments have to start by creating the proper ecosystem within which businesses can operate. That means you have to have tax regulations where there are business taxes that make it easy for companies to find a way to make a profit and pay their bills and not be too heavy on taxes. Mm -hmm. Registration of new businesses and licensing needs to be easy. And there needs to be, especially for truly innovative new businesses, good protection of intellectual property, which mm -hmm. does not exist uh, in many parts of the world. Uh, one of the reasons that the United States has uh, been very successful in developing new product technological products is that in my experience overseas, I have met scientists and researchers and academics who have gone to the United States to copyright or trademark their products because our, our laws protect their investment, their intellectual investment and in work much better than most laws in the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. So the first step is for a gov government to try to create the proper infrastructure that makes the ecosystem friendly. Um, a second thing, though, needs to be the commitment of the people who are beginning the businesses without a new idea, without a personal commitment, and the realization that creating a business is a difficult, it's a hard task, the United States economy wouldn't grow. Mm -hmm. uh, our economy certainly does encourage business people to try out new ideas. Um, there are many mechanisms that provide funding for new businesses for initial investments and then investments for expansion. Most of those do not belong to the government. Most of those are private sector. Some of them are companies, some of them are investment companies, and some are individual investors uh, who we sometimes call angel investors who come in to find good projects and help launch them. So there is a good funding infrastructure in the United States. But again, I think it is the, the word we use in English is passion, the passion for a business, the passion to follow an idea. I think in Arabic, the word is probably more enthusiasm or deep commitment, but that is the real spark that is necessary to take a business from an idea in somebody's head to an actual business um, on the ground uh, that is able to affect other people's lives or an NGO that is able to help people that they are trying to help and reach. Awesome. Let's talk about the SMEs and entrepreneurship in the Middle East right now. Please tell us why United States Department heavily involved in promoting entrepreneurship in the Middle East and more specifically in Kuwait. Well, again, as I said, we think that it is uh, very much in line with what the governments of the Middle East have already projected as the, their plans for developing their economies. I mean, in the Gulf specifically, so much of the economies are dependent upon hydrocarbons, on oil and on gas. And uh, if you look at Kuwait's history, for probably the past 50 or 60 years, the Kuwaiti government has tried to find ways to diversify its economy so it is not as dependent upon the up and down price cycle of oil. The most likely way for this to succeed, however, is by encouraging new businesses to open up in areas outside of oil and gas to provide um, sort of new energy to the economy and new things uh, that will create wealth, that will create jobs. Uh, if you look at what the Kuwaiti government has done over the past couple of years, they have put in place several pieces of infrastructure that I think will help create a better ecosystem here in Kuwait for small businesses. Mm -hmm. um, I know a couple of years ago, they created the, the Fund for Small and Medium Enterprises, which uh, having gone to talk to them a couple of times is not only about providing funding for small businesses, but it is also about talking to small business owners, talking to people who have ideas to help them uh, move forward, and probably most importantly, trying to work with other parts of the Kuwaiti government to improve the ecosystem so that it is easier for 
for SMEs to succeed. Generally speaking, you have had massive opportunity in uh, meeting state of Kuwait government officials for almost a year right now. What's your opinion about their support uh, to SMEs and entrepreneurship? I have been very encouraged and uh, very happy with uh, what I've heard from uh, almost all the senior Kuwaiti economic officials with whom I have spoken. Uh, it is very clear to me that the senior leadership of Kuwait has taken to heart the need to expand the different types, uh, different types of opportunities, especially for, for the youth. Mm-hmm. What I think is interesting is, uh, and actually more encouraging, frankly, is not the conversations that I have had with Kuwaiti government officials, but the conversations I've had with Kuwaiti entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. um, people like yourself who have come back, had a very good idea, and have had the determination to put it into practice. And this is where I feel most optimistic. I have met a number of Kuwaitis who have come back from university in the United States, in the United Kingdom, in Australia, Britain, or France, who have gotten a very good business education, but they have decided that they don't want to fit into a large business or into government, but they want to take their skills and their ideas and uh, the knowledge that they gained overseas and bring some of that to Kuwait. So again, I know that there are people at the uh, at the top of the government, including His Highness the Emir, who would like to see greater diversity in the Kuwaiti economy, more focus on a knowledge economy and people creating new ideas and innovating in a way that will be specifically beneficial to Kuwait and mm-hmm. the Gulf. Uh, but it's really the people in Kuwait who have the ideas, particularly young people. But I should also say, you don't have to be young to be an entrepreneur. Um, and honestly, I even I consider myself an entrepreneur, even though I work for a government and have worked for a government for 30 years. Because mm-hmm. when I walk into a new country, when I walk into a room, I look to find the blank spaces, the, the areas that no one else has talked about yet, the areas mm-hmm. that no one has covered. And I think that's the first thing that an entrepreneur has to do. What's What space is unoccupied? What can I do that will be useful to to fill that space. And it's that kind of thinking, I believe, that comes out of growing up in the, in the United States, where we expect change year after year, where we educate people in our schools to contribute to this change, to contribute to this culture of innovation. And the United States Embassy actually is the first embassy involved in entrepreneurship in Kuwait. Let's say you have a magical power to improve one thing, which could help SMEs and entrepreneurs in Kuwait. What would be the number one thing you would do? Oh, that's a very difficult question. I can think of several things. The one that I would probably focus on, because it would be uh, focused on government policy, was would be to expand the protection of intellectual property mm-hmm. by passing a world-class standard intellectual property protection mm-hmm. law. That would probably be the one thing I would say, so that when Kuwaitis write new software to go on their cell phones, they don't have to worry about somebody else ripping it off. If Kuwaitis do a podcast or they do a movie or they create new music, they don't have to worry about somebody else making illegal illegal copies and selling it and them not getting the profit. Mm -hmm. One of the problems that we have found in the United States, because so much of our wealth creation is now intellectual capital and not physical things, is that many people don't understand that it is necessary to protect the ideas that other people create because so much of our economy and so much of the new economies around the world depend upon protecting the intellectual work of the people who created the new ideas. So that would probably be my first suggestion to improve in Kuwait. Awesome. And what kind of support the United States Embassy offers to Kuwait entrepreneurs and startups? Ah, as I showed you this morning, we do so much, I had to bring a list because I knew I would forget something if I, <laughs> no if, if I didn't do it. Um, we have several different categories of thing that we, things that we do to try to help Kuwaiti entrepreneurs. First of all, we have brought a number of speakers to Kuwait to help um, spark new ideas and uh, in many ways help show 
Kuwaitis how to organize to assist each other so that entrepreneurs and small business owners can share ideas. Uh, we've got a speaker coming next week, uh, Cameron Kashani, who is known as the godmother of the LA tech and startup scene. She's going to be working with Injaz, Girls in Tech, and a number of women entrepreneurs in Kuwait uh, to help them network, to give them ideas that she has learned in Los Angeles. And it's not that we want to tell Kuwaiti entrepreneurs how to do things, but rather give examples of successes in business from the United States and see what pieces of that Kuwaiti entrepreneurs will find useful and helpful for them. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very happy that we had Jason Salzman from the uh, New York Tech Meetup here last year. I was very honored to be there for the first uh, meeting of of the Tech Meetup. I think you were probably there as well. Um, And now there is a a going concern, the Kuwait Tech Meetup that has come out of that, we think this is the best kind of success because if we can bring an idea that then Kuwaitis adopt as their own and expand and uh, reach out and touch different people, that's uh, the kind of success that we like to see. Um, we also have a number of exchange programs where we have sent Kuwaitis to the United States or in some cases um, provided funding for, for some training in Kuwait. We are now looking for candidates for a Goldman Sachs 10,000 women program that we do annually. Uh, The State Department working with uh, Goldman Sachs and the uh, Harvard Business School Mm -hmm. to bring young uh, entrepreneurs from around the world so that they can network, share their ideas and and uh, learn from each other, learn from each other and support each other. Mm -hmm. Um, So we we will be looking over the course of the next couple of months for uh, potentially good uh, Kuwaiti participants to go in that. We're also going to be, we also do every year what we call uh, international visitor leadership programs. It's a fancy bureaucratic word for bringing somebody for a focused program in the United States. Mm -hmm. Um, Next year, there's going to be a program that focuses on entrepreneurship as the engine of prosperity and stability. Again, I'm being a bureaucrat because that's how we define things. No worries. What that means is we want to find some women entrepreneurs and explain to them the importance of the, the role of entrepreneurship and women entrepreneurs in particular in creating jobs and creating wealth and creating economic stability. Uh, and again, we will be uh, reaching out to uh, Kuwaiti entrepreneurs in the next few months to talk about these and other programs. Awesome. The third general area where we have tried to be successful is by working with already existing uh, Kuwaiti entrepreneurs and businesses, not unlike yourself. Uh, we are happy to participate in this podcast. And if oh, anybody, thank you so much. If anyone gains any little bit of idea or knowledge or support, but for example, we, we have continued to support Kuwait Tech Meetup. Um, we have, uh, we, we sent a number of people, including you, to mm-hmm. the uh, World Economic Forum in uh, Jordan last year. Um, we also have supported people to go to uh, Global Entrepreneurship Summit. This is uh, what President Obama started about five or six years ago, but it, every year now, a different country has hosted the Global Entrepreneurship Summit. Again, the idea is to have successful businessmen and businesswomen come together to share ideas, to network, to figure out how they can support each other. And again, we think it's very important that Kuwaitis participate. You know, having collaboration well. between all those parties working in small businesses or the, let's say, the SMEs slash startups community in Kuwait is very important to make the ecosystem for entrepreneurship and startups. From all the activities, I'm sure you have discovered and learned about our entrepreneurs and startups. Can you share with us one of your thoughts? Well, one of the thoughts that I want to share from the entrepreneurs uh, with whom I have worked and with whom I have spoken over the past year is that many of them have benefited from some sort of travel outside of Kuwait to visit or to go to school or spend time in a country where change and innovation has become part of the culture. And I think it gives people confidence to say, 
I have a new idea. It can work in Germany. The, the fact of coming up with a new idea and turning it into a business works in Germany. It will work in Dubai. It will work in Los Angeles. It'll work here in Kuwait. Again, if you have seen other places where innovation is supported, where innovation is successful, and where there are networks of support, um, you want to create them here. And I think that what I'm most encouraged by is the number of people who are networking, the number of uh, entrepreneurs who are trying to connect each other, learn from each other. I have uh, participated in a couple of uh, contests or competitions where young Kuwaiti who have ideas come in and pitch them to a panel to see uh, to succeed and get a trip or to get more assistance or perhaps get some uh, some funding some funding mm -hmm. um, and I have seen a very large number of people who are very enthusiastic and who have very creative ideas that are directed at covering those gaps as I said when you walk into a room when you walk into Kuwait as a Kuwaiti you know when something doesn't work the way you want it to and you can say I can change that And make it better. And make it better. Mm -hmm. And that's what I have seen has been the uh, the inspiration behind most of the small business plans that I have seen pitched here. We can make one particular part of the way that Kuwait works in the private sector better by this small application on, on a phone. Um, a better way to utilize information, a better way to link people together who share a common problem or a common concern not even to make money, but to spread knowledge about that, uh, that concern, a particular educational concern, uh, or to help solve the problems of the environment, um, an underserved population. So I, again, it is uh, the inventiveness, the innovation, the, the thoughts of Kuwaiti entrepreneurs that I've been most uh, impressed by. But all of those thoughts come out of their knowledge of Kuwait, their knowledge of Kuwait's economy and Kuwait society. And that's why Kuwaitis have to do this. Because if you come in as an American, you have a different cultural background. You don't different. understand this place the way that uh, someone who has grown up here and lived here all his or her life. Exactly. Would you share with us an aha moment you have had in dealing with our SMEs and startup communities in Kuwait? Hmm. I think it was in one of the competitions where I was on the panel of judges and uh, there were there was an idea that came in from a pair of Kuwaiti young Kuwaiti women who were obviously from a very conservative family they were they were mohajabat but very conservatively dressed but they had a fantastic idea they were very passionate about pushing it forward. They didn't have the technical capability to write the software that they wanted, but they had developed a solid business plan. And it, it occurred to me that this is really what entrepreneurship is about. Um, this was two young women sitting together drinking tea who said, how come something cannot be like this? Mm -hmm. And then they said, well, why don't we make it like this? Um, and I, most of the young entrepreneurs that I had met, have met in Kuwait have been people who have come from school in the West or uh, somewhat more Western oriented. I was very pleased to see a pair of more conservative women saying entrepreneurship is something that we can do. Uh, we too have ideas and we are going to make this succeed. What is the number one advice you would give to entrepreneurs in Kuwait? If you have an idea, you have to flesh it out, but don't give up on your idea. You have to keep trying. There are a lot of ways. I mean, if you reach out to any of the startup spaces that are in Kuwait, they will give you good advice on what you need to do physically. But the real advice is just do it. Take your idea, turn it into a business, turn it into an NGO. Awesome. What would you say to Launch on Fire podcast listeners? Well, first of all, um, continue to, to listen to Launch on Fire because uh, Khalid is an awesome host for podcasts. Thank you. Um, and a good friend who has spent a lot of his time trying to get across the points that we have been saying as well. Mm -hmm. uh, for, for listeners to Launch on Fire, think about what you can do in your society. What issues 
do you see that you could improve or you or someone in your family has good ideas to improve? Listen to advice from all of the people who appear on the podcast, um, whether it be about financing, building business plans, uh, building a network, communications, technology, and depending upon your idea, focus where you need to. Maybe the last thing is, if you've got an idea, if you're stuck, go and get help. Go to one of the one of the startup spaces, uh, talk to people who have started a business on their own and ask them, how do I get funding to do this? How do I get past this particular hurdle or that particular hurdle? Um, one of the things that is most important about SMEs and the startup process and culture in the United States is that it is very interconnected. Very few people go out on their own and create a company from nothing uh, without some help, at least assistance and advice from others who have done it before. So maybe for the podcast listeners, those of you who are already listening to advice, um, when you're ready to launch your business, listen to what Khaled says. But if you're if you run into a problem, find a live person. Go get some help from someone who's done it before and has been successful. Great advice. I really like it. Can you give us one piece of guidance on how our listeners can find you and follow you? Because I know you are so active in social media nowadays. Well, let's see. And you take a lot of selfies. I take a lot of selfies, Not probably not nearly as many selfies. Uh, I am on Twitter and I am on Instagram, although I think like most Kuwaitis, I prefer Instagram to Twitter. And my handle on both of them is AMB Silliman, A-M-B-S-I-L-L-I-M-A-N. I am posting on Instagram all the time. I'm posting on Twitter usually every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, my and, Twitter and post... It, and you do it yourself. And I do it myself. You can tell because I misspell words. If I do anything in Arabic, it's terrible Arabic. So uh, uh, that's how you know that it is authentic. Awesome. On behalf of our listeners, thank you so much for your time and sharing information and thoughts and experience about SMEs and entrepreneurship in general. And we hope you enjoy your stay in Kuwait. Thank you so much, Mr. Salman. Thank you, Khaled. Appreciate you. it. Have a great day. والحين خلونا نشكر الشركات الراعيه لبودكاست لونش اون فاير، الراعي الذهبي، طلبات.com، مجموعه ايسس، المستقبل، اسنان تاور، وشوكلت نيوز، ونشكر الجهات الاعلاميه الراعيه بعد، سنسكيب ومجله خليجسك. طلبات.com اول موقع الكتروني وتطبيق لطلب الاكل اونلاين في الكويت ودول مجلس التعاون الخليجي علشان تطلب الاكل اونلاين وتطلع على اخر عروض المطاعم زور موقع طلبات.com او نزل تطبيق طلبات على الاندرويد والاي او اس والويندوز مجموعة ايسس واحدة من الشركات المتخصصة في مجال تقنية المعلومات المتنقلة تاسست في 2004 وعندها خبرة ومعرفة في قطاع الاتصالات في الشرق الاوسط وافريقيا واحد من تطبيقاتها برنامج بايت على الاندرويد والاي او اس تقدر تدفع فواتيرك عن طريق هالابلكيشن الاسنان هي سحر جاذبيه اي واحد فينا ابتسامتك لازم تكون متميزه لان في البزنس لها دور في مستوى تاثيرك في الناس اللي حواليك اسنان تاور اكبر العيادات في الشرق الاوسط والمتميزه في علاج وتجميل الاسنان في الكويت اتصل على اسنان تاور واحجز موعدك اليوم على 257-3666 شوكلتنس أول مشروع كويتي متخصص بصناعة وإنتاج الملتين كيك بدأ برأس مال 500 دولار وعقبها توسع وصار عنده خمس فروع منهم فرعين يقدمون فيهم قائمة طعام متكاملة بالإضافة لمصنع للإنتاج في الكويت اتصل واطلب على 22 960606 او زوروا موقعهم الالكتروني chocolatenest.net 
شركة السينما الكويتية الوطنية سينسكيب عندهم أكثر من 11 ألف كرسي في 11 موقع في الكويت أفلامهم متنوعة من أكشن وكوميديا ودراما ورعب وإثارة وتشويق مع سينسكيب تعيش الدور وأكثر من 60 سنة وسينسكيب في خدمتكم خليجيسك مجلة كويتية مميزة لها نمط ثقافي وحياتي وتغطي باستمرار كل شيء جديد في دول الخليج العربي خصوصا لما يتعلق الموضوع بالمشهد الثقافي المتطور تقدر تحصل أو تحصلين النسخة المطبوعة بالاشتراك أو النسخة الإلكترونية من خلال الموقع الإلكتروني خليجيسك.com بودكاست لونشون فاير اول بودكاست كويتي حاصل على جائزه الكويت للمحتوى الالكتروني لعام 2015